and welcome back to the Fantasy Front Office Podcast for the week of May 14th, 2019. This is episode 60. This week we are going to cover all of the youth movement and potential prospects on the horizon. Coming up. And now, entering your ears, your Fantasy Front Office. And in the front office with me today is Phil. Phil, how's your fantasy week going so far? It's like my whole season horribly so far. <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Oh, so true. So true. Let's see. How's my pitching night going? Actually, wow. Brutal. Uh, you must have had Fulty also. Uh, no, no, actually. <laughs> uh, I had Brandon Workman and Reyes Moranta both implode tonight. Lots of, lots of offense going tonight is what's actually happening. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I had uh, Chris Sale in my DFS team. He got 70 points. Yeah, went off for 17 strikeouts in under seven innings. No, right at seven. Oh, right at seven? Yeah. He's the first in MLB history to strike out 17 in seven or less. Yeah, and he's also, I saw um, the first guy since uh, Dwight Gooden, and I believe the only guy other than Dwight Gooden to strike out 14 or more guys in back-to-back games with uh, zero walks. Wow. So he's Massively impressive. Yeah, massively (laughs) impressive. So I shouldn't have turned down a trade for him earlier this year. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's good. (laughs) When he's healthy. He's like really good. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is like, even he said, I know you can't really believe pitchers sometimes, but even he said, you know, I'm, I'm not throwing as hard right now. I'm, I'm building it up, and I want it to, to be it the right way kind of thing, and no one believed him. Now he's throwing 97. 97, striking out 17. All right, we'll consider him back. Yeah, I think he's good. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's dive on in here. The youth movement, looking at our hitters that are rookies this year. Uh, so far, we've got quite the field. Pete Alonzo, Brandon Lau, Dugo, Christian Walker, Vogelbach, Tatis Jr., Chavis, Senzel, Robles, Dwight Smith Jr. is eligible as a rookie. Uh, Kelvin Gutierrez, recent call-up by the Royals. Uh, Eloy Jimenez is still in the majors. Uh, Vlad Jr. and Garrett Hampson. Uh, Let's take a peek. (laughs) Yeah, Hampson not so hot. He was optioned to AAA over the weekend. Oh, man. He just couldn't put it together up here at the big level. Man, I'm glad I didn't have any shares. I got him for almost free off the waivers because sometimes my home league just thinks prospects are dumb. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I picked up uh, Hiora like three or four days ago. It's a dynasty league uh, oh, with, with auction. So I picked him up for zero dollars. He's a three dollar keeper next year. Um, yeah, I, I have no idea. We don't have that many bench spots, but I am more than happy to waste a couple of them on some prospects. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, coming into the night, Vladdy Jr. was uh, not doing so hot, batting 191 and had one RBI, and then tonight has gone off for two bombs, and uh, I think pitchers are actually pitching to him. Yeah, I mean, the first ball that he crushed, I didn't get to see a second one yet, but the first ball he hit uh, was a fastball on painting the outside corner, and he just demolished it to center field. It's, it was a beauty to watch. Oh boy, he took Moranta on a fastball. That was the second bomb. All 453 feet. 451. 451. Uh, 
Oh, Carson Kelly just went deep as well. All right. Where's Todd at? <laughs> this is a tweet straight from Todd's lips. Carson Kelly garbage time dinger. <laughs> Uh, Todd is out at the Pirates and Diamondback game. I uh, wonder what colors he's wearing out there, but uh, we might have to share a couple photos from there. Mixed emotions. He might look like Dennis Rodman at his own wedding. <laughs> right. Oh, boy. Uh, Eloy Jimenez has not looked like himself. Uh, made the opening day roster, signed that extension. Batting 241, six runs, three homers, eight RBI, no stolen bases, and getting on base under 300. I haven't dug deep into um, exactly what's going on with him, even though I do own him in a couple of spots. Uh, I probably need to. I think it's kind of the same thing as what you were saying earlier about Vlad is where at first, you know, they weren't um, they weren't throwing him fastballs and and they're throwing him a lot of off speed stuff and junk balls off the plate. And uh, very young hitter that's a rookie. um, It's hard to lay off those. Now, I believe that he's going to come on strong. Also, he's had a couple of weird things happen. Um, He was uh, gone because his grandma passed away. He came back, and the day he came back, he got injured. Oh, right. Yeah, it looks like he tried to rob a home run, and his cleat got stuck on the fence. Um, And so he sprained his ankle. He's uh, back running now, and he's also, um, you know, working his way back towards a rehab assignment. Um, I think he's supposed to start one in the beginning or the middle of this week. So be on the lookout for him to come back probably next week. Um, hopefully he comes back a little bit stronger than he did, has shown so far because you're absolutely right. He's, he's very underperformed. His like stats are all, you know, in the, in the poopy range. Right. Oh boy. Uh, let's jump. Let's check out some of these guys that are actually contributing pretty well. Shockingly, Dwight Smith Jr. Honestly, didn't realize he was a major league player, but then again, I don't know half the guys on the Orioles. Yeah, he got cut from... Wasn't from it Toronto? Toronto? Yeah, Toronto yeah. this year, and he, for whatever reason, has, has done pretty well <laughs> uh, with Baltimore. But, you know, that it's not that Toronto's not a great place to hit, but Baltimore is a really good place to hit as well, so... I think, you know, sometimes that gets lost because their team is so bad. Yeah, 25 runs, 8 homers, 27 RBI, 4 stolen bases, batting 286, and on base at a 333 clip. Uh, that now, will play. I will say that his X-Dads don't support what he's done so far, so it seems like he's been a little luckier than yeah, you know, I would what, think not. You know, than what he's actually been. Um, you know, he's got he's got a 286 batting average. Expected, expected batting average right now is 254. Um, yeah. His, his slugging percentage is 500 expected, 277 for the expected batting average, so a little bit of regression there, 258 for uh, his X slug, and his actual slug is 510. So again, a little bit of regression coming oh, for wow. him. Yeah. But he does chip in multiple places, like you were saying. It's, it sounds like he's hitting towards the top of the lineup, so he's, he's scoring runs for some some way he's getting RBIs, too. I don't really understand because <laughs> that lineup is not good. Um, but... He's hitting some home runs, he's chipping in some stolen bases, and he's not, like, draining your batting average horribly. So be on the lookout for him if he's available. I think it's something that a lot of people are going to be like, exactly what you were saying. I, I don't know many players that are on the Orioles, and you're going to shoot yourself in the foot because someone else is going to pick him up. Right. Uh, Nick Senzel has come up. Uh, not doing so hot in the average, but he has contributed some power so far. Three homers, a stolen base. Has he just uh, not quite gotten into the groove there? Been up a week and a half, two weeks now? Yeah, he doesn't even have enough data right now to have any uh, expected stats. <laughs> so, 
I think give him a little bit of more time. The fact that he's walking this quickly is, is something nice to see. You know, he does have six walks already with his, you know, power that he's already shown. He's even shown, you know, the double and the triple included with the home runs. So, um, you know, and even chipped in a stolen base as well. So it's kind of the same thing as before, as I was talking about. The really good thing about Senzel is, is that you can throw him in a couple of different places because I believe uh, he's outfield and uh, second base and, and or should be outfield soon. Yeah, not, should be cause soon. Because that's where he's playing. So, um, yeah, I, I think that he's going to do a lot better than what he's done as well. But, you know, I think his vertigo days are maybe behind him, and I was really afraid of that. But um, you just never know. That could that could jump up again. So dynasties kind of beware, but season long, it looks like maybe he's, uh, he's going to show you some power and some stolen bases. Well, a guy who's been up about a week longer in – Boston there. Chavis, the top prospect, 14 runs, six homers, 19 RBI, two stolen bases, 282 average, and over 400 on base percentage. I thought he had a lot of swing and miss in his game. Yeah, I thought he did too. Um, it's it's not showing too much right now. I mean, he does have a 26% strikeout or a percent or a rate, so I mean, that's right in line with Major League Average. Or wait, no, that's just his entire Major League career. What is going on here? I can't, re- I can't read this uh, XStat page, or the Baseball Savant page right now. Also, not enough data for XStats. Um, so maybe I, maybe their threshold is 100 plate appearances, because he's at 91 right now. But man, he is killing the ball. He is hitting the ball hard. He's walking. Um, you know, he's got the over 400 on base percentage right now. He's slugging close to 600 in that ballpark, in that lineup. It's really fun to watch. The sad thing is, is that I had him in a couple of leagues last year, and uh, I believe last year was the year he got suspended. Yes. And so I dropped him, and he actually picked it up well after he came uh, came back from his suspension, and I just never actually picked him back up, and I probably should have in the spots that I dropped him because now he's doing what he's doing and actually in the major leagues. And so. with second base eligibility there. Right, uh, second and third. Yeah, definitely fills out most of your infield with corner and middle infield eligibility as well. Mm-hmm. Chalk him up for another home run tonight. He's up to a two eighty nine batting average. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, 24 strikeouts, 22 hits in 91 plate appearances. Two stolen bases also. Kid is a beast. Seemingly the forgotten man in this group after, what, the first week. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Similar stat line to Chavis, uh, but he's been up all year. 14 runs, 6 homers, 13 RBI, 6 stolen bases, and still batting 300 on the year. Yeah, he had that weird injury where he did the splits when he didn't want to. Oh, Um, right, right. Reached out for that ball, yeah. Yeah, so that's the other part of of him right now, because he hasn't had any uh, plate appearances since that happened. He hasn't, you know, he's been on the injured list, so... I believe he's already running and and doing light work and stuff like that. So he should be back soon. At first, they thought that he was going to come back by the end of that weekend. You know, that team's not really going to compete. And he's one of their franchise players going forward. So there's no need to rush him. Um, Definitely let him, you know, heal up. That being said, his expected stats are, are showing that maybe he's been a little lucky, not crazy amount, but at the same time, probably not going to keep up a 300 batting average. Um, he will show you the power. He will show you the stolen bases. The stolen bases are legit because his his sprint speed is up there with the best in the league. Yeah. But, you know, as far as the, the power is concerned, I think, you know, instead of him being something like 
30-ish, which is what he was on pace for, maybe 35. I think he, he gets a 25 home run season this year. Um, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility with the balls the way they are. Now, would I be surprised if he did 30? No, but at the same time, I'm not going to project it from here. Gotcha. Uh, the next up is the S- Seattle Surprise. They've uh, inserted Dan Vogelbach basically in the everyday lineup, DH first base. And he's been a power boon for him. Ten homers. Oh, nope. He homered again tonight. Yeah. Uh, Batting just under 250, but nearly having a 400 on-base percentage there. The guy has been walking a lot. Yeah, he was, uh, he had an on-base percentage that was, I think, like close to 520 after the first few weeks of the season. And then he cooled off a lot the last week and a half. But he's homered in back-to-back games. I don't know if they played yesterday. I can't remember correctly. Yeah, back-to-back games. Yeah. But anyway, so, you know, he, he seems like he's picking it up a little bit along with the 10 11 home runs now um, he does have seven doubles as well so like you said his slugging percentage is actually close to 600 as well so you know he, he's actually crushing the ball his expected woba is in percentile damn he is slow though <laughs> yes yes this is true sprint speed not so great so his bad bip is always going to be a little bit lower than i would say most other people just because of how he hits but so he's probably going to be somebody that you'd probably be happy to have a 250, 260 batting average. I think he can potentially even be a bigger drain than that. But in on-base percentage leagues, this this guy knows how to take a walk. And he, he does strike out, but at the same time, he's a very patient hitter, and, and he picks his pitches, and he knows what he's doing up there. Basically an optimal launch angle. He, I, I don't know why people don't like him more than they more than I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Nin, Al- 19% walk rate. Yeah, wow. Uh, Alex Verdugo for the Dodgers. He's found his way into the lineup most days now with A.J. Pollock down with the infection in his elbow. Uh, so far on the year, he's got a weighted runs created plus of one. 48. Is that good? Uh, pretty good. I believe 100 is average, I yeah. believe, on that. So uh, 333 batting average, 376 on base percentage. Striking out at just about 10%. Uh, but yeah, four home runs, 16 runs, 20 RBI, and a stolen base. I mean, if he's on waivers, you might want to throw a flyer at him if you've got an outfield slot. You know what his numbers remind me of? Early Christian Yelich. Kind of. Um, he needs a couple more stolen bases to be more similar, but his launch angle is almost nothing. It's 6.8%, so he's hitting you know, grounders when he should be hitting fly balls in this day and age. If he can get his launch angle up, if he can figure out what he's doing as far as that's concerned, he hits the ball hard enough that he's going to be able to do something with it. So just be on the lookout for that because he does have a high slugging percentage, but I think that's more to do with um, to gap kind of thing instead of uh, home runs. So if he can get his launch angle up a little bit, get him over the fence instead um he's gonna be a really valuable guy especially in dynasty i think he's got a lot of room to grow yeah i mean you, you think he's only got 93 games um but he's only got 225 plate appearances for his career in the majors and he's only 22 yeah definitely got some room to grow into those uh dodger blues there mm-hmm. uh christian walker for the diamondbacks been filling in at first base with jake lamb out and with goldie gone there's really nobody taking too many at bats from him uh, most of his damage is done after the seventh inning yeah that's kind of crazy to me it, it's very weird i believe all of his home runs are after the seventh inning hmm. um yeah it's, it's just an anomaly with him. Uh, batting 292 on the year, eight homers, 23 runs, 17 RBI, three stolen bases. Wow. Uh, 15 doubles? 
Yeah. 575, 576 slugging. So this is a guy that stands out on, on X stats. If, if you're big into that, um, exit velocity, 98th percentile, hard head percentage, 98th percentile, uh, expected Woba is 87th percentile and expected slugging is 91 percentile. Now he's doing everything that he's supposed to do. The numbers say that he's actually underperforming a little bit. So that's it's yeah. insane. Bugaboo for him for his career, 33% strikeout rate, um, 31% this year. So he's dropped it a little bit if that even matters, but it's great that he has a nine almost 10% walk rate this year. So he's, he's taking his pitches. I think that's maybe what it is, is that um, people like that, that they get a lot of walks, you see a lot of pitches. And so maybe that's what he needs is he's uh, focusing a little bit better on, on getting his timing down early in the game. And then later in the game, he just attacks. I don't know. Maybe he lulls him to sleep and, and ask, you know, <laughs> ask for a fastball down the middle, please. Uh, the last two years at triple a, he's had a 10% walk rate and a 7% walk rate. Uh, strikeout has been 18% and 24% and has, <laughs> has an ISO of 288. Jesus. Uh, that, sounds, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember from my, uh, my the podcast we did way long ago where we expect or where we explain that stat. Um, anything over two hundred is considered elite. Yeah, his BABIP both of those years three twenty seven and three fifty one, uh, making his regular batting average three oh nine and two ninety nine. Slugging for those two years five ninety seven five sixty eight. <laughs> his WOBA four eleven. And 392. Uh, yeah, he has smoked AAA uh, pitching. 32 home runs in 2017. 18 home runs in about just over half those at-bats uh, in 2018. They uh, really, really kind of hidden gem there at first base for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, it's sad that we had to see uh, Jake Lamb get hurt to see this guy even play. Oh, man. Uh, yes, it is sad that he had to get hurt to do it, but granted, we haven't seen a good Jake Lamb since 2017, the first half. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance that Lamb would have been riding the pine. There's a chance he still might be. A very good chance when he gets back. Uh, speaking of that, I think they're looking at getting him ready for a rehab assignment coming up here in the next couple weeks. Uh, Brandon Lau has been a revelation for Bay there. 22 runs, 8 homers, 22 RBI, 3 stolen bases, uh, 288 average, 340 on base percentage. Uh, the guy, uh, Tampa just seems to pump out these uh, under-recognized players, and they just produce. Last year we saw uh, Robeson, Robertson, Robertson, yeah, yeah, we saw Robertson and Wendell yep. both pop up out of nowhere. Wendell was some rookie of the year love. <sighs> he was <laughs> better than Andy Hart. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, I coughed there. Well, him and Andahar are both on the IL right now. Uh, Andahar may be looking at season-ending surgery here, actually, with that labrum injury. Uh, that doesn't surprise me with the Yankees. No, not <laughs> with the 2019 Yankees. Yeah, I'm uh, convinced they traded medical staffs with the Mets, <laughs> or the Mets staff is just in there incognito. Right. All Stark like Anyways, for Brandon Lowell, he kind of scares me. Really? It, yeah. I mean, he hits the ball hard, but he's kind of got a 35.5% strikeout rate. Hmm. 235 expected batting average. Um, that is worrisome. 466 expected slug. So almost 100 points less than what it is. 
Now, he's good, and I believe in what the Rays are doing long-term, and he can contribute in a lot of different ways, but I think I'd be a little careful with this one as far as uh, trading for or anything like that in dynasties. I think that the I think the ground could come out underneath you, or someone could pull the rug out from underneath you pretty easily with this guy. Definitely could. Yeah, thirty-five percent strikeout rate there. His walk rate went down too. Uh huh. Yeah, in just about the same sample size year to year. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now is sprint speed's good. Expected or exit velocity and hard hit percentage, all that stuff is good. So he's got some some nice things working for him. But if you don't make contact. Hard to keep your batting average anywhere close to what it is. True. Definitely somebody to monitor, and once that starts turning south, might want to be quick to hit the eject button. Mm-hmm. But good for him and good for the Rays for doing the long-term extension before he even uh, you know, got, got to go this year. So um, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, the last hitter here, Pete Alonzo. Come on, Fangraphs. He dropped the R, guys. Uh, I think that's probably the only place that doesn't have it fixed. <laughs> right. 12 homers, 25 runs, 32 RBI, 271 average. Uh, is he kind of, he's one of the front runners for Rookie of the Year as of right now. So I think it's kind of between him and, and Victor Robles because he still does qualify for whatever reason. <laughs> right. Uh, Barely but, got any at-bats. Yeah, and he got hurt a couple of times. But the thing about Pete Alonso is he's just a, a man-sized man, <laughs> and he hits the ball like a lumberjack. Like, he's so violent but controlled. And every time he puts the bat on the ball, I'm at fear. I have fear in my heart for the pitcher because <laughs> you just never know. Like, honestly, he crushes the ball. I want to look at something real quick. I want to look at the exit velocity for him. Uh, it's actually surprisingly low. It's lower than Lau at 90.9, 11.6 launch angle, uh, 20.6 barrel percentage, which is t- top 1% of the league. I'm more thinking on home runs, though. Mmm, gotcha. His home run average velocity. Gotcha. Let's see. All right, so I'm not finding what I'm looking for, but I'm looking at the hardest hit balls this year. So Giancarlo Stanton, wow. Giancarlo Stanton hit one 120 miles an hour, 120.6, which is probably one of the fastest ever by StatCast. Vlad Jr. hit one 118.9, and then Pete Alonso is 118.3. Um, with the, It's tied with Gary Sanchez, 118.3. Are you looking at homers only, or? No, just just exit velocity for the, the fastest for the year. Uh, Vlad Guerrero leads the leaderboard S- there. Second, because um, Giancarlo Stanton had a single that was 120 miles an hour um, mm. back, on, back on 318, or 328. Ah, I had my filter up a little high there, a little low. Yeah, probably so many uh, at-bats or something, but I, I just, I, it doesn't affect me how many at-bats. But basically, if you're looking at, at the individual people, I see Pete Alonzo, Pete Alonzo, Pete Alonzo, Joey Gallo a lot, Kyle Schwarber's up here, so Aaron Judge is up here. So these are all people that, you know, hit the ball really, really well. Um, most of the ones that you see that Pete Alonzo on this list, they're home runs, and they're just rockets. Like, there was one that, that he hit in St. Louis that I swear didn't go higher than 25 feet off the ground. <laughs> it was a laser the entire way and just sank right into the outfield uh, and center field outfield grass. So it was very, very impressive to watch. And I just I don't know what I can say about him other than, holy cow, this is going to be a fun ride. Again, strikeouts are an issue with basically everybody on this list, but there's there's almost nothing this kid can't do. 
besides steel bases because he's not fast. Yeah, a 270 average. If he rounded out the year at a 270 average, I would be ecstatic. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a glimpse at the pitching studs on the rookie side here. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the other guy that I'm imagining will be in the lead, if not in the running for NL Rookie of the Year, is Chris Paddock, the sheriff out there in the Padres. Uh, I believe tonight he gave up his worst start of his career. Yeah, he gave up a total of three earned runs, and that's the worst start of his career. But he did give up five runs total. There was an error somewhere in there um, early on. He gave up a couple of home runs, so he didn't look the greatest. Uh, he didn't go very far in the inning either, but... If you've watched him pitch, that changeup is probably the nastiest changeup in the major leagues right now. His fastball, he puts where he wants it. I know we talked about this before, but he's got the the straight four-seam fastball where he puts exactly where he wants it. Then he's got that two-seam fastball that has wicked tail to it that I don't think I've heard anybody really talk too much about. No. And that pitch is nasty to a left-handed hitter. He throws it right at their elbow, and it it just dives right back into the zone. I don't know how it's hittable. (laughs) Um, So my only issue with him being rookie of the year is – I don't think he's going to get enough innings. You I don't think, think so? No, I think Pete Alonso is going to get every day at bats for a whole season. And I think over the, the, the cumulative season, I think they're going to end up giving it to him. Um, or like I said, Victor Robles for the same reason. Um, because, you know, Robles got a lot of stolen bases and his defensive value in center field is very immense as well. True. Um, you know, so I don't I don't know, but I could see it, but I think it's more of a long shot because I think the, the inning cap is going to, it's going to hurt him a lot. Yeah, through 45.1 innings, eight starts, he's three and one, giving up four home runs, 49 strikeouts. Uh, Babip against is 179 and has a 199 ERA. FIP and XFIP aren't as friendly, uh, gaining about a run, run and a half. Each. So you're saying he's not a one five five ERA pitcher? Uh no. Oh, okay. Well, um I mean he could always out pitch his peripherals. Like that happens. Yeah. I mean, that is true. And the issue with him is... Well, it's the, it's going to be the innings cap, obviously. Well, not only that, the, the fact that he's more of a two-pitch pitcher than anything, he's got a show-me curveball that, you know, he throws it over every now and then. But um, they sit fastball or changeup, which they can, major league hitters can. They, can. they can follow it off and make it to where he doesn't get as many strikeouts and that kind of thing, or he doesn't go deep into the innings right. or deep into the game. Because that was his problem early on. His last start, he actually did really well. Um, I believe it was eight innings, and he just absolutely dominated. But tonight, you know, he didn't do so great. So it's something to monitor um, to keep on the lookout because you just never know when something like that's going to keep jumping back up and, and you know be an issue just because you can't put somebody out uh, a couple names here that are on terrible teams but are out pitching their uh, peripherals here spencer turnbull for the tigers and john means of the orioles both of them aren't big strikeout artists but have somewhat just kind of sneakily under the radar been decent pitchers uh, yeah the strikeout the walk rate is something that is uh it's something i try to look at um i i just don't like people that are walking and obviously you want people that are striking people out um, so the fact that, uh, what is it? Spencer Turnbull is, is a rookie and has, um, 18 walks to 44 strikeouts and 44 innings. That's promising to me. Now he does get hit a little bit harder than I would like, um, place for a terrible, terrible team, but <laughs> right. it, it's not the worst case scenario because that ballpark is actually pretty nice. 
So you add that all together and boils it down and you have a decent starting pitcher. Now, I hope you're not relying on him to be like an SP4 or anything like that. Like he's, he's a good like six or seven to, to round out your rotation. But um, if somebody's wanting him right now, I, I would I think I would probably shop him. That's that would be my logic on this guy. Yeah, Turnbull, definitely. Uh, his K minus walk percent is only 13 and a half. Uh, that's not not very great uh, for for reference there. Chris Paddock is at 24 percent difference there. Means is 14.5. Definitely a guy to be shopping around. How does Means have five wins already? Goodness. I didn't even think the Orioles had five wins. Right? He started 10 games this year, played in 10 games, started six, and he's five and three. So he was a bullpen guy, and they've extended him out as a starter recently. I was going to say, he's got so many. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Eight decisions this far in the season is insane. But, I mean, he's the same type of dude. He's not allowing that many hits. He's also not walking anybody. He's not really striking out that many people either. Um, but when you keep your walk rate down to where it's at, it's less concerning about, you know, you having a strikeout per inning and stuff like that. It's more, are you limiting the people that are on base so you don't have to worry about striking everybody out? I'm actually encouraged by him other than the ballpark and the terrible team. They get rid of him, right. I'd be all in. I'd be all in. There's some promise there. Uh, next up, UC Kikuchi of the Mariners. 2-1 and one on the year. He's thrown 54 innings already. Uh, K to walk is about 3.5. Strikeouts per 9, 7.1. Uh, walking about 2 batters per 9. We've seen two different guys. <laughs> yes. And, I, and I'm not sure which one he is yet. I'm hoping it's the more recent one. Because towards the beginning of the year, he had like one good start. And then he went on a run of not so great starts for two or three outings. I don't really know exactly what's going on with him. Hard to kind of pinpoint. But that being said, very deceptive. That curveball's nasty. Did have really great stats whenever he was in um, Japan, I think. Yeah. Um, and so it's definitely promising, but at the same time, like you said, team not so great, defense not so great over there with, with Vogelbach and Geez, they have Beckham at shortstop, and I guess they did put uh, D. Gordon back at second base. Yeah. I was going to say, for some reason, they had him in center field still, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. You got Domingo out in the outfield as well. Yeah, no one's helping you in that defense. Yeah, it's looking like they've they've given him one of the short starts uh, back end of April. The next game he came out through seven innings, struck out 10, and tore up, well, that, okay, he tore up Cleveland too terribly tough there. Um, I, think I, I think I would have six hundred runs against Cleveland. <laughs> well, he only had one. Uh, well, six would still put you as a decent guy in the <laughs> maybe rotation. We'll see. Uh, then he threw 7.2 innings against the Yankees, uh, only came out with three strikeouts, only gave up one earned run, and his last outing was Monday, six innings against Oakland, three earned runs, quality start, five strikeouts. Um, yeah, he's he's kind of been up and down, and I'll, I'd chalk it up to there is going to be some growing pains with him, uh-huh. and seeing how they decide to limit his innings, because if they do go to that short start every three or four starts, it'll be interesting. Yeah, and and the other thing is is that a lot of people don't think about they actually use a different baseball in Japan. I'm not talking about juice balls right now. I'm talking about the actual <laughs> size of the baseball is different in Japan than it is in the United States, slightly. 
So it is a little bit of a learning curve to get the ball to do what you want it to do as far as what you used to be able to do to it kind of right. thing. But, you know, exact same thing that I said on the last couple of guys. Limits the walks, still strikes out enough people that he's not going to have to, you're not going to have to worry about it being a massive drain on you. Um, limits the amount of hits that he gives up. His whip is right, not even 1.1 right now. 1.07 is his whip. So a lot of things that are very encouraging, but... I'm just not sure what he actually is because, like you said, he had like 10 strikeouts and three strikeouts in seven innings in back to back games. And yeah. you just, where does that come from? Yeah, there's potential for him to be a 3 1, 3 2 ERA guy, but uh, it'll it'll just take a little growing pains here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Braves just keep pumping out starting pitchers there. Mike Soroka, just about 30 innings, three and one record, five starts. Uh, so I'm going to go on a limb here. Yeah. I'm going to say that Mike Soroka is this year's Walker Bueller. Really? He's good. Yeah. Kid yeah, is he's got really some good. Skill. First round pick out of high school, and he has done nothing but dominate. Had a cup of coffee last year, got his feet wet, didn't really do so great, but didn't struggle either. Um, there's a good chance that he has a really, really good year. Yeah, it looks like the does worry me because the last full season he's pitched was 2017. Uh, the last two years, looks like he's got 55 innings in last year between single A, triple A, and the big league. Uh, he did have an injury at the bigs towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but in his last full season, uh, middling 7.3 K per nine, uh, good strand rate, 2.75 ERA, three. 19 FIP. I mean, definitely good. Jumping out at me screaming that he's Walker Bueller good, but I'm open for a surprise there with that. The fact that he has already thrown over 150 innings um, tells me that they're probably not going to be too scared to push him. Most teams are scared to push someone who hasn't done that. He went 143 and 16 and 153 and and 17. Um, So I don't think the innings are going to be too much of a concern. Uh, the strikeouts in previous years looks like they were a little bit lower, but at the same time, we're in the major leagues now and people are, you know, they're letting it fly and they're trying, they don't care if they strike out. Like, I feel like the people, <laughs> right. I, I, honestly, I think like people in the minor leagues are more conscious of stuff like that um, because they know that people are going to scrutinize them on their way up. But if you're producing at the major league level by hitting home runs and getting, you know, doing the things that you need to do, I don't think people are going to bat an eyelash. So I think the strikeout rate might be a little bit tick higher up here. You know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if there was a bump of two or three strikeout per nine there. Uh-huh. Because he's got nasty stuff. He's got really nasty stuff. I need to pull him up on, uh, what is it? Brooks Baseball? There we go. So his average four seam is 95 miles an hour. Uh, that was in 2017. Yeah, you're right. It's nice. Yeah, almost 94 this year they have data from 17 whenever he was in the minors good for them uh did he get a cup of coffee start not in not in 17 i think it was 18 yeah it was 18 in in the majors oh the data from 17 is the uh world future team versus the u.s future team gotcha that minor league all-star game yeah it was actually in the major league stadium that makes sense but anyways, yeah, he's got some decent movement on that slider movement. Yeah, it looks like people are having a tough time with that slider. And I think maybe he, he honed that in a little bit. I may just be making that up. Yeah, he's just coming at people. He throws 70% fastball. Yeah, yeah, it does appear he's got some nasty stuff. I, I will gladly be shocked and surprised if he can tick that up some more um, and stick around the whole year. See, I think that's the, the hard part, but... 
I think they, they've proven a couple of guys are not worthy. I think that he's proven he is worthy at this point. I think the only thing that, that would scare me is another injury. All right, Corbin Burns. We all saw the implosion early this year. He hated pitching to Cardinals at Miller Park, basically. Imploded a few starts there. Gave up a ton of home runs. All right, since he's come back pitching out of the bullpen, uh, May 1st, pitched against Colorado, gave up three runs. Since that game, has yet to give up a run in five outings. Um, Barely given up a hit. He's given up one hit, one hit, zero, zero, two hits. And has basically reverted back to... To the Corbin Burns that we saw last year out of the bullpen. Yeah, he's basically looking. He's doing his best uh, Josh Hader impersonation. Yeah, yeah, which isn't Cause very tough because he's in the same bullpen. Right. But, I mean, he's striking everybody out, too. He has 14 strikeouts in, in the nine <laughs> innings since he's been back. Yeah. That's pretty good. And I mean, I, I don't know if it's a mentality thing or what, that he just couldn't perform the same out of the rotation as it can just come out of the bullpen and just letting everything fly. I mean, if he's on your waivers, which probably he is because his ERA on the year is still over eight, he's only rostered in 3% of leagues right now. He might be worth a look at least for the holds and strikeouts, because if they're going to keep him in the bullpen, you might as well profit off of that. He's gained a mile an hour on his fastball. Wow. Let's see. And it looks like he's throwing his breaking ball a little bit more than what he was um, in April. That does look like it, actually. And it's not it's not that big of a difference, but it is, you know, a 20 percent kind of thing. So it's five percent more often. So it's, he's throwing it 35 percent of the time now instead of 29 percent of the time. So maybe he's just fooling Kenders a little bit more. They're they're gearing up for the fastball and he's throwing it at the right time. Maybe it's sequencing. Gotcha. Definitely maybe somebody to have on your radar here or at least on your watch list to see if he can keep this up for another week or two. Um I mean, definitely going to provide some good ratios out of the bullpen, hopefully. And, I mean, if he can transition back to the starting rotation with this confidence, man, might be the steal of the waivers there. All right, so who on the prospect list should we be looking at here, Phil, to have on your watch list? Uh, The guys that should be coming up here soon. The top four guys are already kind of taken as far as prospects are concerned. So Vlad Jr., Tatis, Eloy, and Senzel all got called up already. The next small group of guys i would really hope to say bichette but unfortunately he had the broken hand yeah um, hey came up today um had a couple of base hits so if he's available definitely grab him but by the time this is out your league probably is going to have him snagged up if you have an extra spot i think brandon rogers is a good guy to take second base has been a black hole for them this year he's absolutely crushing in the minors obviously he has the cores effect working for him i think it's a pretty easy transition for him to jump up to the major leagues as far as pitchers are concerned whitley has looked terrible this year yeah he has i i'm almost convinced that he's hurt because he's just never been this bad before, and he's just getting crushed. Now, okay, we, we do need to discuss this a little bit, um, and we're going to talk about it with a lot more of these hitters here. Um, pitching the PCL, correct? Yes. Okay. And and the new ball. The Major League Juiced Baseball, which doesn't do any favors for guys with velo, of which well, Whitley is one of them. Yeah, but he's got 18 innings and seven home runs get, given up. Yeah. Yeah. That tells that tells me he's not putting his ball where he wants it. And and, I, and to be honest with you, I haven't seen any velo uh, readings or anything like that. I need to look into it a little bit more. 
But I wouldn't be surprised if that's down a little bit too. He's just getting hit hard. He's walking more guys than he normally does. Like he's normally a pretty controlled pitcher. He's got ten walks in eighteen innings so far. Ooh, now the strike yeah. the the strikeouts are there too, but. 23 hits, 1.8 whip. I know, it's a, I know it's a small sample size, but this kid's never struggled in his career. I just, I think something's wrong. All right. Well, uh, let's take a peek at the the major leagues or the minor league sluggers here over the last 30 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, some interesting names. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, you've been seeing pop up on all the fantasy Twitter feed as people are like anticipating when's he going to get the call type deal. Uh, 21 year old sitting in AAA for the Astros, just waiting on an outfield slot to open. Yeah, nowhere to play. Reddick has been really well, or Reddick has done really well this year. Brantley is doing, you know, what Brantley does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just don't have a spot for him, and and good for them for recognizing it and not rushing him up to the major leagues just to use him as a bench bat. Let <laughs> Ten, him yeah. let him do his thing down in the minors. Ten they, homers, they, ten doubles. Yeah, I mean, they also have um, who, who's who the hell is the other guy? What's his name? The other outfield prospect that they called up, and then Kyle Tucker. Oh, yeah. Just basically squandered him. He leapfrogged him. So at this point, if if Jordan and Alvarez is available, especially in Dynasty or Keeper formats, give it a shot. Um, In redress right now, I would say it depends on the league size, depends on how many... Uh, spots you have available uh, for bench. He's a guy to keep an eye on because when he does come up, hopefully he plays every day, obviously. But when he does come up, you know, he doesn't strike out that much. He walks a lot. He makes really good contact. He's got the power. You know, that's a good lineup. I, I, I see really good things from him. Really, yeah. really good things. Rostered in 5% of leagues right now on ESPN. Check it out and see if it's yours. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Riley, the, the Braves in trying to find a way to get Riley into their lineup, they've begun getting him outfield reps at AAA, uh, 12 home runs in the last 30 days, nine doubles, a 333 average homering on 10% of his at-bats. That seems good. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, there's not much to say. I mean, Donaldson is blocking him, so that's definitely why they're looking at outfield reps. But he would definitely be somebody to have on your radar as well. Let's see. Uh, 2.7% of leagues roster him. And this is a guy, he's been coming for a couple of years, so a lot of people know about him in, in dynasty leagues that are ongoing, especially in the 12-15 team leagues kind of thing. Um, he's got raw power. He's a really good hitter. He's also not a guy that's really striking out crazy amounts. Um, I don't know what to say. Like th- there's a uh, Shelly. Um, I forget her name, last name for something, uh, on Twitter. Uh, she writes for a few different sites, but she's always posting about, you know, what players did today. And it seems like every day he's on the list or Hagor is on the list or uh, Alvarez is on the list. One of those three guys, if not, you know, a multi combination of them is on that list every single day. And like Austin Riley's striking out 16% of the time this year. He deserves a major league call up. There's just not a spot for him. Right. It must be nice to have that many uh, prospects that close to the major league level that you're just like, yeah, just hold on to him for now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last 10 days, Austin Riley, seven home runs, two doubles. Uh, Seven home runs in ten days. Basically knocking on the door with his bat there. Uh, I think he's kicking that 
down. <laughs> basically. <laughs> uh, Kyle Tucker himself down at AAA over the last 10 days. Four homers, uh, one double, one triple, a three forty three batting average. Um, I now, mean, he just again, keeps knocking on the door. Yeah, Again, Pacific Coast League, um, new baseball, all that stuff, qualifier, 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 small sample size. <laughs> All of these things apply, but these guys are just so good. I have no clue why they're still in the minor leagues. Like, if Kyle Tucker doesn't fit in your plans for the future, because maybe he doesn't at this point, trade him. I mean, how? For something that does. You start Wade Miley every yeah. day. Who's been decent? It's Wade Miley. I, I know, I know, but it's also the Astros, and they have ways of turning garbage pitchers into cheaters. <laughs> to not quote Trevor Bauer, yes. At, at Bauer Outage. <laughs> DM him on Twitter. He loves it. Um, but yeah, so I agree. They, they do have something in the water down there that makes them, uh, maybe it's something on their neck that makes them a little bit uh, <laughs> better of pitchers. But uh, I just think you can do better. And I think that the world needs Kyle Tucker in the major leagues. I don't know why the hell he's in the minor leagues still. He's proven everything he needs to. He destroyed the. He destroyed AAA last year. The only thing he can't do is hit major league pitching at this point. But give him time, and I'm sure he will. He'll adjust. That's my soapbox. I'm getting off it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's man. He's got to outplay Josh Reddick here. Like Reddick is streaky, and nothing in his game screams yes. Keep Kyle Tucker down for now. But which one do you, who do you call? Kyle Tucker or Alvarez? That's the problem. Yeah. Like I said, I think Alvarez has jumped past him at this point. So if you're just going to stash him down there for another two years, like the Cardinals did for Carson Kelly, that's not good for anybody. His value goes down because he's older. What, what if he has a bad year? Then his value plummets. Right. That's just stupid to me, but I don't know. I'm not a GM. It's just a fantasy one, you know what I mean? Right, right. Aren't we all? Uh, Luis Urias has been destroying baseballs. Again, PCL. Um, He's one guy that's kind of surprised me because he wasn't known for power. And he has been, you know, shown some power this year. So I would watch him. He's been, he's been He was kind of an empty batting average type of guy. but He was. He's... You know, because he doesn't even provide stolen bases, really. Right. Uh, in a deep league, maybe the 10 stolen bases mean something to you, but in most leagues, they're they're not going to mean that much. Um, you know, the home runs he was providing, again, don't mean that much, so he was basically empty batting average. But if, if he can provide some of the power that he's provided so far, and that's, that's a step in the right direction. But where does he play? <laughs> right. Right. Oh, boy. Any, any other pitching ones? Yeah, so Dylan Cease, um, I think he should be up really soon. Oh, basically all the Tigers prospect pitching-wise have just slayed over the last, what, 30 days? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, let's let's go. Last 30 days, sort of by innings pitched, Zach Gallen is somebody to have on your radar here real soon in Miami. Uh, the 23-year-old is tearing up. Triple A, given up six earned runs in 41 innings, 45 strikeouts, 131 ERA, and is 5-0. Wow. Uh, How much longer can they keep running out the guys that they have that have, what, a six ERA plus? Well, they threw Wei-Yin Chen in the bullpen. So they did the they did the right thing there. Right. They have a couple of guys that are doing well. Now, Pablo Lopez has pitched very well so far. He got destroyed and hung out to dry because uh, he went out for, I think, the third inning after he gave up six runs in the, in the right. first inning and another run or two in the second inning, and he went out back for the third. And it, that's on the pitcher, or that's on the manager. Like, that's not nothing the pitcher could do. 
Um, so I, I don't know. I feel like that their rotation has been sneaky good, and I don't think that they're in a rush to start any clocks. So I think they might actually delay until at least after the Super 2 status to not only just get that extra year of service time, but to get delay the extra year of uh, uh, free agency gotcha. by getting the, by getting the extra year of pre-arbitration instead of arbitration. Uh, you mentioned Casey Mize. Uh, over the last 30 days, 34 innings, 25 strikeouts. An 0.53 ERA, 0.41 whip. Uh, wasn't it a a no no that he threw as well in there? In his double A debut, yeah, he throws a no hitter. <laughs> this kid's special. Like this kid will be in the major league rotation. I hope by the end of this year, but most likely by you know three weeks into the beginning of the season next year. I think legitimately he's a top 30, 40 starting pitcher in the major leagues right now. Wow, that's high but, praise for a 22-year-old. I mean, look at his look at his stuff. Oh, oh I know. I I've, I've been following it. He's got he's got the nastiest stuff possible. Like, let me see something real quick. I know he was kind of low on the prospect list this year just because he was a rookie coming in. Yeah, for all the Detroit stuff, definitely be following Emily Walden. Emily C. Waldun, D-O-N. Uh, she's been a beat reporter with the Tigers and covering a lot of their minor leaguer stuff. And she has been all over Mize and the rest of them. So is current scouting grade. Now, this is a guy that went 1-1 last year in the first year player draft current scouting grades for his pitches 60 grade for his fastball 60 grade for his slider 70 grade currently for his splitter control is 60 as well and overall is a 65 this kid this kid's gonna just absolutely dominate basically what he's doing is is what i do in in the minor leagues on mlb the show whenever i have a pitcher that i create I have like under one ERA and under one whip and, you know, striking out everybody and throwing no hitters left and right. That's what this kid's doing, but it's real life. This is what he's doing with his real life. I think he may have jumped to the very top of my pitching prospect list. So, I mean, I I see a couple of places have him have jumped him up. He's six actually on MLB.com. So that's not crazy to say. I thought it would be a little crazier because I thought Whitley was actually higher than him. But, man, he's going to be fun to watch. And like I said, I really hope that it is something where we see a cup of coffee at the end of this year. But I highly doubt that that's going to take place just because the Tigers have nothing to play for. So true there. But Matt Manning, you know, he's been at tr- he's been at double A all season and he's been dominating there as well. Um, now, his ERA is a little bit higher, three. His whip is right around one, but he struck out 40 guys in 29 innings. This is a guy that's 21 years old. Like, he's, he's, they have some really good pitching on the horizon. Um, a little update here. It looks like Sixto Sanchez made his double uh, A debut tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to find if I have any stats for it. I think it was his season debut because I think he was dealing with a little bit of an injury. Right, early. right. Let's check the old Twitter machine and see what happens for him. Wait, no, he did have two starts this year in single A. Those were his rehab starts because he was supposed to start at double A. Yeah, he's done really well so far this year. All right, his final line today was six innings pitched, one hit, zero runs, two walks, seven Ks. Wow. I think that'll play. Yeah, in most leagues. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we will wrap up today. Hopefully you got some prospects on your horizon now. And, Phil, where can the people find you? I'm Phil, and I'm at the Baseball Jedi. I am Jeremy. You can find me at Front Office Jer. Follow Todd at 
Goldie Happens. Follow the pod at Fan Front Office. And of course, visit us at our home on the web, fanfrontofficepodcast.com. And until next week, party on! Party on!